This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The Darkness Awaits. It's about to be a fun ride. Follow along, watch as we slide. Paranormal just hit the lights. Goosebumps all through the night. Mixing just a little bit of twain. That girl sure can't do a thing. Together, hillbillies go insane. Laugh so hard it'll hurt your brain. Podcast you won't ever change. These two here, they got the recipe. Sat on back and listen in to some of our darkest mysteries. Eh? Welcome to Hillbilly Horror Stories. And now here's your host. Jerry and Tracy Polly and their dog Ninja. Hi everyone, I'm Jess and I host the podcast Shoes, Booze, and Tattoos. I like to discuss a little bit of everything that's weird or unusual, from hauntings and folklore to true crime and history. I'm not only a podcaster, but I'm also a practicing witch, so I've made sure to dedicate a few episodes to the subject and dispel some of the common misconceptions about the craft. So if this sounds like your cup of tea, you can find Shoes, Booze, and Tattoos anywhere you get podcasts. And remember that booze is spelled B-O-O-S. I hope to see you all soon. Bye! Hey guys, welcome to episode 159 of Hillbilly Horror Stories. I'm Jerry. I'm Tracy. All right, so right off the bat, this episode is going to be completely different than anything we do. We don't have a prepared story for you tonight. And the main reason for that is obviously if you're on the Facebook group or the uh, Facebook page, you're aware that um, uh, unfortunately Tracy's father passed away last week uh right before we left to go to atchison and it has created the havoc in life that you would expect it to create with that being said we didn't want to put out another patreon show this week so we did that last week or not do a show at all so we thought we would come on and uh, talk about um a little bit about that about what you guys have meant in the healing process and talk about our trip to Atchison. And plus, we've also got a couple of interviews that we're going to to have. I had a, uh, some listener stories that we're going to read. And one of those involves a mother and son who both have a gift of seeing spirits. And we got them on for an interview mm-hmm. to talk about, you know, how they deal with that. And I uh, thought that was pretty cool. So it's going to be a hodgepodge of stuff. But um, I wanted to first... Obviously, thank all of our military and civil servants all over the world, no matter which country you represent. Thank you, guys, and the uh, the dogs. Yes, thank Service you. Dogs. Praying for you guys every day. And I wanted to mention the suicide hotline number, 1-800-273-8255, and the text line, 741-741. Somebody the other day told me that they give out that text number mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, that's Because they, don't, they know people, and... It's been a week where it's been tough on us, mm-hmm. uh, but during this time, we've also had three or four people reach out to us that are having their own personal struggles, and uh, you know we don't mind that. I mean, we, we want people to reach out to us. That's what we ask you to do. Use the group, um, but it's, it's tough out there. It's tough for, for everybody, and like I said, we've definitely had one of those weeks where everything... Um, 
that's important in life comes crashing down sometimes and you have to find ways to deal with that. So if you're struggling any way, shape or form, reach out to somebody. I promise you somebody wants to hear you. Absolutely. So like I said, it's not going to be a normal show. We don't really have a story to tell. We are going to talk about a lot of stuff that happened in Atchison. Mm-hmm. It was a, a fantastic event up there. Uh, we we would have liked to have been there under different circumstances, so we could have enjoyed it a little more. Uh, but with that being said, I wanted to talk about that a little bit. So we were the initial plans were to leave Wednesday morning uh, to go to Atchison, and unfortunately, Tuesday morning, Tracy got the tragic call that her father had passed away. Yeah, it was really bad. To basically just let everybody know that Eddie Chipman was a great man. And that great gets tossed around a lot. This is a time where it actually is fitting. I have never met anyone that was as family-oriented as what Eddie was. He lived for his family, and I was very lucky to have been able to be his son-in-law for basically the last, you know, 12 years. And uh, he's definitely going to be missed because there aren't many like him out there. And I want to say um, thank you guys for reaching out to me. Everybody in Atchison was so sweet and everything, and um, it really helped me out. And all the messages and things that you guys sent to the group, and online, I cannot thank you guys enough because I needed that more than anything. Uh, it was tough to go through, but, you know, we got through it, and I hope everybody enjoyed the show. So, obviously, when something tragic like this happens, the last thing on your mind is taking a vacation. or mm-hmm. um, And the day, obviously, this happened, there was, you know, some talks about, Atchison, what we needed to do, what we could do, and uh, the family got together and decided that the best thing to do was to, for us to follow through on the trip and uh, delay the funeral by a little bit uh, until the following week, which was Monday and Tuesday when we had the visitation and stuff. Um, That's not an easy decision to make. My initial inclination was we're just not going. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking with Tracy and, and we felt like that we had some obligations that were going to be tough. We had, God love you, some listeners that were flying in from England. Oh my gosh. I know. What and, an honor to and, meet them. You know, it's, it's really tough. Cause we really, the last thing we wanted was for anybody to think that the passing of her father was secondary. Cause that definitely was not no. the case. Mm-mm. And would never be the case. But we also felt like that, you know, once the arrangements were and everything were made, there wasn't, you know, there was there was nothing else really to do that was in our control. And maybe getting away and, and trying to follow through with this would help in the grieving process and be a, a pleasant distraction until we had to come back to the brutal reality of, of a funeral and visitation. Yeah. Daddy wouldn't want me to not go for sure. Yeah. And we were still waiting on people to come in from out of town and it just worked out. You know, it was, it was tough at the end and uh, you know, everybody, like I said, was just the sweetest and I can't thank you guys enough for reaching out and showing me your love and prayers because it meant everything to me. With that being said, let's talk about Atchison. OMG. 
<laughs> so a big thank you to Maria Miller. Yes, thank you, doll. If you guys didn't get a chance to come, you missed out. Yeah, it was amazing. They really rolled out the red carpet for Mm -hmm. our listeners Mm -hmm. who showed out. And thank big thanks to Justin Rimmel Uh uh, for coming out and, and, uh, you know, putting on the show with us. Um, Maria had haunted trolley rides, which were cool. She had cemetery tours. Mm -hmm. We had uh, tours of the Sally House. And we got to spend a night in the Sally House. We did. And, um, the we got to be a part of the investigation, which originally mm-hmm. we weren't going to do, but right. we ended up doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool because uh, Chris Case, who who runs a group out of Nevada, he's actually got um, I think it's called Brushes of Death Three on Amazon was a a little documentary that they were a part of. Mm-hmm. But he's an awesome guy. He's going to come on the show. Awesome, that's so great. And then we had. Uh, Ashley Godwin, who was uh, on Sci-Fi Channel's Ghost Hunters International for a while. She is a, a, an awesome investigator. She was there doing doing the investigation. She's going to come on the show also. So we good. made some, some really good contacts. And there were things in that house that I know they use the, uh, what do they call them, the divining rods? Mm-hmm. Um, Dousing or downing. Or- well, yeah, they're... Um, Dousing rods mm-hmm. and divining rods, it's called a couple of different things, but mm-hmm. they're all the same. And they were able to come out with this story of a 14-year-old girl that apparently had been um, taken advantage of by her father, who was a doctor, and uh, her name is Sally, and she's in the house. Mm-hmm. And then there was another Sally in the mm-hmm. house that was used to live a couple blocks down, but she was an older woman. And then there was like a young boy in there who one of the people who was doing an investigation grabbed the chain on her neck mm-hmm. and kind of pulled it. And then we had other people have their hair tugged during this. It was really a phenomenal thing to see the investigation the way it is. Yeah. And I think Justin made it mad. So he didn't want to go back down there anymore. But I had him go back down there with me because I wanted to see what everything was all about. And he's like, I don't want to go back down there. <laughs> and we're talking about the basement. Um, in the basement is supposed to be like a, it's a big hole and a big portal of hill. And there was a smudge mark down there that, if you remember the Sally House story, it was a young lady who was supposedly painted a, a or drew a pentagram. Pentag- uh, I can't remember if it was a pentagram mm-hmm. or if it was, but it, but it was some type of a star that she supposedly had a little makeshift altar down there. And so there's all kinds of stuff that, that most people seem to think that's like the portal yeah. down there. It was scary down there for seriously. And that, some of those people climbed into that big hole and I'm like, dude, y'all crazy. Yeah, man. I know Chris climbed in there and, and this is this is a guy who investigates for a living uh-huh. and he tells us good luck on spending the night because he wouldn't do it. Matter of oh, fact, gosh. they were supposed to spend the night the next night and they ended up not doing, doing it. Doing it, right, right. And um but the thing of it is, like they were there's there's three bedrooms upstairs, one of which is the nursery. Mm-hmm. That's the infamous room where the um, EVP came from from Astonishing Legends. Yes, that's the room where all the fires supposedly started, and it's supposed to be pretty rough. There's another room that has a walk-in closet. Yeah. They were getting growls and stuff mm-hmm. coming from this closet. Yeah, that's there, the room we slept in. No, we slept in the middle one. Oh, I'm sorry. That's yeah, right. the middle one. The only thing you really hear about is there is a uh, little boy that looks out the window. Mm, that's right. Yeah, and we slept in that room. And Tracy and I slept upstairs by ourselves while everybody else 
slept downstairs. Yeah. Wasn't digging that too much, but... <laughs> Especially when our air mattress deflated after about an hour <laughs> and we had to pump it back up. I don't yeah. know what happened there. Yeah. It was pretty... Uh, that place is... I don't even know how to explain it. We were down in the basement and uh, we were asking the box, I guess, whatever that thing Yeah, was. I think it was called a geostrobe or yeah. geo something, but it was, a, it was like a box that had some lights on it mm-hmm. and it would just rattle off names and i've got some video i might try to post on the the facebook page yeah of what it sounds like yeah it said maria's name a lot so the thing's got pre-programmed words in it and it just says words over and different words over and over and it's male voice and a female Mm -hmm. voice and it's supposed to be able to be manipulated so if it's saying something they can twist the words to make it say something else Mm -hmm. but there's only so many words that it has programmed in so you hear a lot of the same words over and over Mm -hmm. but if you start hearing something different that's supposed to be the entity uh, manipulating it and making it what it says. And we were asking it questions. It was like a, a high-tech Magic 8 ball. Yeah, yeah. I asked it what color my hair was, or I think Justin, Justin did. did, and it Justin said pink. Asked, yeah, and it said pink. So I was done. Yeah, <laughs> I was ready to go back upstairs. But Justin kept messing with it, and, and apparently it got aggravated. So then Justin decided he was going to go upstairs and was done. I didn't see any of this. I was upstairs uh, talking to the investigators and Tracy was down there on her own with uh, Justin and a few others. So then he comes up, they'd already put the box up and then he comes up and says, your wife wants you to uh, come down there and do this. And I'm like, go on down there and do it with her. Then. <laughs> and he's like, well, I think I pissed it off already. So I don't know if that's a good idea, <laughs> but yeah, it was really fun. It was. It, it was. was a, it was an experience I wouldn't trade. Mm-mm. Not not me either. And we met so many awesome people. Oh my goodness! What a. I mean, that was just the best thing ever. And in the Sally House, I can't tell you details because I promised I wouldn't. It's an embarrassing situation. But there was <laughs> <laughs> there was a situation to where one of the members that spent the night did something and they had no clue they did it and was in complete loss the next morning. And she said she doesn't sleepwalk. Oops. She, well, either way, she said she didn't sleepwalk and she just didn't remember anything that happened. And we started talking to Maria later and maria said well that was odd because the last couple of times people spent the night there one of the things that they had talked about was going into a trance oh gosh so that was kind of it kind of fit right into what happened yeah yeah and so that's the one thing that (laughs) that's the one thing that i can say for me was the most relevant thing that happened yeah so anyways, I thought it was really fun, and I thought the city did an awesome job of setting us up. The hotel we stayed at, the uh, oh Holiday gosh. Inn Express, that was, was phenomenal. Yes, it was so nice. It's a fairly new hotel. It's only been there a couple of years. and But no, I mean, I just, I just thought it was great. I thought the show, the live show itself, turned out great. We had a lot of listeners that showed up and brought, like, little gifts and came up to us and gave condolences and... Um, we're very thankful that we decided to pull through mm-hmm. and, and come up there and still do the show in light of the um, circumstances. Yeah, you guys were the best. We love y'all so much. So well, what I want to do now is, like I said, we've got a couple of things for you. we got some listener stories we're going to read for you and stuff, so we're still going to have a pretty good episode for you. I want to start with this first one, and it's 
already an issue because we recorded this early this morning. There's no problem with our equipment. We had recorded some stuff before. Perfect. Recorded some stuff after. Perfect. This has happened a few times, usually on the Listener Stories episode, when we talk about somebody that's either talking about demons or a ghost. I remember one time we did Justin Rimmel, Mm -hmm. and we recorded, and for some reason when we played it back, and this shouldn't have happened, our audio was there, but Justin's wasn't. Yeah, I remember that. It's like, how how does it record one and not the other? So then we, Justin was able to get the audio for us, because he had recorded on his end. So we recorded it put it back on, and then it still recorded without his audio. Mm-hmm. It took three times. Yeah. We had one time where we had a uh, mother and a daughter, and she was telling us about a, a demon in her house. And her and her mother were, her and her mother were both demonologists, mm-hmm. but she was the one telling us a story. And every time she was trying to tell us, the phone would cut off. Mm-hmm. And then eventually she went, we set it up for the next day after trying two or three times. She went to her mother's house, sat in the driveway, and had to do the story. That was the only way it would go was if she was at her mother's house in the driveway. <laughs> so we have had situations like that happen. Yeah. Um, we had one listener that came on and she's got her own paranormal podcast and she was telling the stories. And the part she she said she had to get special permission or, or not special permission, but she said she shouldn't tell this part of the story. But she did. And for some reason, that part glitched all the way through. When she was talking about a friend that came back from yeah, from the past, that is, and was telling her a story, crazy. and it's just like so. We have had instances where yep. certain stories had issues. So what happened here? We read the story, which you'll get, and you'll hear the sound quality is great. But then we put them on the phone, and there's a huge echo. We have no clue what happened, and then you'll hear me say something, and there's really no echo. And then as we keep talking later, our voices become echoed. So it's the sound quality is not going to sound like the best, but there's nothing we can do about it because when we were recording it, it sounded fine. Mm-hmm. On the playback, there's issues. Mm-hmm. So it's still listenable and it's kind of cool because it's got like a little reverb thing going. But I think I think you guys will enjoy this. So give this a listen real quick. All right, Tracy, our first listener story comes from a young woman who has a son that has gifts, but she also has gifts. Awesome. So she says, my children love listening to your podcast while I take them places. Tracy is my daughter's favorite. Nice. And you're my son's favorite. Hmm. Your show makes my son <laughs> feel normal. Sadly, my son is super sensitive. He gets that from me. He doesn't understand that he can't tell everyone about his gift. The first time that he told someone that what he saw, I realized how strong his gift really was. A friend of mine came to talk to me one day after we'd went to visit him, and he started to tell me how much my son had touched his family and helped them start the healing process. So when I asked what he meant, he told me what had happened. So my son David was playing with my friend's son when David stopped and stared and asked if they felt or saw something. When the boy said no, David told them that there was an older man in the room with them. So the boys brushed it off and they kept playing. Somehow they ended up in the living room where the boys were sitting on a sofa with a good amount of space between them. David looked at them and said, you know him? The boys asked what he saw and then the boys went quiet. When he left, the boys had told uh, the parents what David had had seen and apparently it made the whole family cry. So when my friend tells me the story, he told me that David had perfectly described his father-in-law who had passed away a month prior. 
Whoa. So when I hear a story about this, especially a mother and a son, you know, my first instinct is how cool would it be to talk to them? Yeah, that would be great. So I reached out to her and she has agreed to come on. <gasps> awesome. So let's talk to uh, David and his mom right now. Now, first, I thought it would be cool to talk to David's mom and to talk about uh, the aspects of both people in the family having these gifts and then also how they deal with it. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having me on. I'm going to refer to you from this point on as David's mom because I want to give you guys some anonymity. I know when you talk about things like this, not everybody knows how to perceive this, and I want to make sure that um, you've got a little bit of privacy and, and just to show how much we appreciate you coming on. So tell me a little bit about when you first noticed that you had a gift. My mom told me that I was a special child. I had imaginary friends, but uh, she realized they weren't as imaginary when I got older and telling her things that I saw. One of my favorite memories as a child was when I was about David's age and my grandmother had passed away prior and I went to stay at my aunt's house, which was my grandmother's house. And my aunt put me in my grandmother's room. Well, it's one of those old houses where they have a bathroom right next to the bed, but it's only just a toilet. And you had to wiggle the handle for it to stop running. And the floorboards were squeaky. Well, it was about two, three o'clock in the morning. I was reading a book. And all of a sudden, I heard the toilet flush. I'm like, what is that? All right, this is all the house. Then all of a sudden, I hear the, the toilet knob jiggle. And then the floorboard started to squeak coming towards me. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, someone plops on the bed. You see a butt print on the bed. And that was my grandmother. Oh, my God. (laughs) From that day on, I knew that there's no reason for me to be scared because they just want to say hi. Now, see, this tells Sir? I was going to say, this tells me right here that it's not perfect in the afterlife because she still had to jiggle the toilet handle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was crazy. I'm like, all right, that is not jiggling by itself. Um, now, it's not always like peaches and cream. I mean, I've had a demon experience as well with David, but he was like probably about three or four months old. We went to my friend's house, her and her husband, me and my ex-husband, and um, the two boys, my, my son and her son. Her son was sleeping upstairs. We put my son in her bedroom where the crib was, and we kept the door half open so that I could hear him be cry because we were in the living room. Well, all of a sudden, I just had this bad feeling. So I'm like, you know what? I need to go check on my son. So I went in the living room, into the kitchen, because the bedroom was right next to the kitchen. And all of a sudden, the door slammed shut. The door that was leading to where my son was. 
it just slams shut. And um, this was the kind of door that you had to push open. So I tried to open the door and somebody or something had barricaded that, that door so I couldn't get in. It took all four of us to open that door. And when we finally got in, I felt like this overwhelming sense of urgency and dread. But David, he was sleeping in the crib, just sound asleep. And we picked him up and hauled tail out of there. <laughs> David, are you there? Yes. So we read a story about you going to a friend's house and telling them about a man that was there. Do you remember that day? Yes. Talk to the friend. Yes, sir. So, David, let me ask you, how old are you? I am 12. 12. And you were 11 when this happened, right? Yes, sir. So, when you saw this man standing there at, at your friend's house or, or just in the room with you, did it just look like any other person to you or, you know, like he was completely real or was there something different about him where you knew that he wasn't completely real at the moment? Um, it was both, but it was kind of weird. Um, it like, it was like seeing a family person just sitting next to um, my friend Did um, I just saw him just sitting next to him and it was weird so I asked did you see him so did the man talk mm -hmm. to you at all could you hear him or just see him just see him now is this something that happens all the time or just, you know, once in a while, do you just see things and know that there's somebody there? Like whenever you go to somebody's house or was this something that doesn't happen very often? It really depends if this bear is still there. That makes sense. So, so does it scare you when you see these things? A little, but... It kind of fills me with joy with their um, good spirit. Okay, good. Tell you a little bit about Atchison. So let me ask Mom a question real quick. Okay. When Mom, yeah. when when did you realize that that David had a gift? Was this the first real instance of of him having a gift, or did you see some signs before this? Well, all children at a certain age in spirit because they're pure themselves and they're very open-minded, um, not like the book that can be jaded. Um, but David, he, he always talked to like imaginary friends, which of course I knew they weren't imaginary. Um, I would say probably around five, I knew that he had a gift sure because he saw a spirit that lives in our house so how did he communicate that with you 
to where you knew he's seeing something? Was it just him he, talking to somebody or? That's funny story. Um, he comes into the living room one day. He's like, mama, don't, don't think I'm weird, but there's a dude staring at me. <laughs> um, because this room is my old room. And when I was a kid, the, the spirit that I guess came with the house, um, would stand there at my door, just watch me. And he's very gentle and sweet. We have no problems from him. I think he just he's just guarding us. Um, so when he said he saw something, someone staring at him, I knew for sure that he uh, he saw what I saw. So you were telling me off the air that sometimes well i guess more you were telling me about the development of the gift and you were saying that your son sees more like orbs and stuff but it's developing into where he's seeing things more clear but you also said that you two see some of the same things at the same time tell me a little more about that well we think that his main thing is he can see colors um a lot of times, if I see something, I won't. I won't tell him what I see. I'll get him to tell me what he sees first, and then I will get him to focus and look at it and see if he can see it more fully, like I can. And sometimes he can, but the majority of the time he just sees the orb. But I think it. I think the gift will progress more when he matures and um, gets more in tune with his book. Wow. If it, if it makes any sense. Yeah, it does. And God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I think it's, so, it. I just think it's so interesting that you guys can do that together. That just amazes me. So is this like, I'm trying to say this in a nice way because I don't want to make it sound like you're creepy or something because you're not. But I'm creepy. <laughs> is this... I've embraced my creepiness a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, is this something you guys, is this like a family secret? Is this something you guys are open about? Is it something that like everybody in the family knows that you guys can, you know what I'm saying? How is this dynamic kept within the family? Well, there are a few other of my family members that have this gift as well. Um, the majority of the people in my family that do have this gift are female, so David is um, like an abnormal for us because normally it's the girls that have this gift. Well, in my family anyways. Um, yes, my family does know that we have this gift. Um, and it's Sometimes they'll ask us what we see, but the majority of the time it's so normal in my family that we don't even talk about it. Wow. So, I have told David to not tell those random people that he sees ghosts because I don't want him to be labeled mm-hmm. a weirdo or uh, crazy. Right. So let me ask you this question. Do you guys have any special gifts between each other? I mean, can you guys, uh, I guess, 
kind of think what the other one's thinking at times or uh, is there any kind of like that in, uh, like uh, a mental communication going on between you two um I don't I wouldn't say anything too special I mean all mothers have that like, intuition when it comes to their children so I do know when both of them are hurt or scared and I might not even do it at the house and I know something's going on, but I think that's a normal mother intuition. Um, but, uh, I can, I know when my kids are about to get sick when they aren't sick yet. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. Oh, my daughter calls me the human lie detector. My mom <laughs> that's a bummer. That's that's all moms. <laughs> Trust me. You, and you know why that is, David? It's because kids aren't creative enough in their lies. They tell lies that aren't believable, so it's pretty easy to tell. <laughs> oh my gosh, you kids will lie. Do something right in front of you and then lie about it. I'm like, come on. Yeah, those are pretty those are pretty easy to figure out. <laughs> We've all been there. So, David, I got one more question for you before we get off here. Um, yes. Okay, so have you seen anything yet that just totally scared you, that you felt like wasn't a good spirit? The woods at Dairy Queen. Did you hear him? Uh, no, it cut out. The woods at Dairy Queen. <laughs> the woods at Dairy Queen. Yes, I I took David to get an ice cream one day, and when we were leaving, he saw me looking at the woods, leaving Dairy Queen, and he's like, "Mama, do you see that?" I'm like, "Well, what do you see?" He's, "What did you see? Black orbs?" Yes. I didn't see the black orbs. All I saw was red eyes. <laughs> so we we had a hotel all over. Yeah, where the heck I is y'all's Dairy Queen at? <laughs> I was I was crying. He was crying. Oh, bless your heart. No, oh. that's so scary. But you know what? I don't think any scary thing could keep me away from getting my ice cream. I just telling you, I'm down with some oh, ice cream. Oh, I've already gotten the ice cream. <laughs> Wow. Oh, David, you're very brave, honey, and I'm just in awe with you. I just think you're very, you're very cool, and uh, I think that you have a special gift, you and your mama. And Thank I, you. You're welcome, honey. And I especially Can like I you. Can I share one more? Can I share one more? Absolutely. Course? Um, when I graduated from high school, my mom and dad took me to Gettysburg because I've always been a big history fan, mm-hmm. and. Uh, this was when my mom realized how strong I was because it's crazy. It's like Gettysburg is one big imprint. Well, uh, we, my mom and I went to this house and we were taking a tour. And the tour guide was talking about how this woman was waiting for her husband to come back from war but got killed by a stray wolf. And I asked the, um, the lady giving us the tour uh, if she looked a certain way, she was wearing a certain outfit, she, uh, she get shot 
in a certain place. She's like, oh, you know your history. And my mom looked at me. She's like, you see her, don't you? I'm like, yes, yeah, stand right behind her. Oh, wow. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Whoa. Well, that's awesome. That is so amazing, you all. Oh, my gosh. I've learned over the years to um, to cut it off sometimes. Oh, so you can cut it off. I can. You can't. Okay. Um, I had one too many conversations with my dad, like to me, almost going into a cornfield. So I had to learn how to tame it, mm-hmm. so to speak. Wow. That's so amazing. <gasps> I got chills just thinking about you guys being able to do that. Well, it is. I'm a worm. You're a worm. <laughs> oh gosh, you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter is getting crazy on the couch. <laughs> well, tell her we said hey. Um, Tracy. Uh, hey, girl. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? Good, good. So good to hear from you. (laughs) Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on with us today. We appreciate it. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Absolutely. We can't wait to listen um, tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, what an honor to have you guys on the show. This has been awesome. Yeah, we appreciate you sharing with us because we know this is sensitive stuff and not everybody's willing to do that. I'm, I'm... always willing to share a story but yeah right I try to keep it as quiet as possible because actually when I was talking to my friend who told me um what his son had experienced with my son mm-hmm. another friend came up he's like oh he got you people I'm like because people don't know how to perceive me mm-hmm. oh no it's not bad I'm like okay well how would you feel if I told you that short skinny black lady follows you from time to time he he went like 50 shades white oh and gosh. just told him. Oh <laughs> I'm like, and that's why I don't tell people what yeah. I <laughs> well I would love to meet you guys in person <laughs> where are you so are we anywhere near where they are like we, show or anything? we we will be okay cool <laughs> i know i don't want to <laughs> not not really close but i mean we'll be at least in the vicinity yeah within a couple hours so. oh dang so. are y'all going to gettysburg no we, well we may go to gettysburg when we go to philadelphia but we'll be in point pleasant uh in october a couple weeks before or a week before that oh, okay so you guys can hit us up if you ever come uh near us i would love to i'd love to meet you all so, well, thank you guys so much. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you so much for having us. Bye, guys. Bye, David. Bye. So, how freaky was that? Yeah, that was pretty pretty weird, actually. I mean, and that was a really good interview. I wish that it would have had yeah. the better sound quality and stuff. So, hopefully, it wouldn't. Uh, it was good enough to where you guys fought through that, so mm-hmm. we won't be having any issues with the rest of the show. We hope. I know. I hope not. <laughs> So let's get into uh, a couple other things. Some of these are going to be small, and some of them are going to be a little bit longer. And we do have an interview coming up later with these two young ladies from It's All Gone Terribly Wrong podcast. It's not necessarily a paranormal podcast. They do a little bit of everything, but they're just funny, and they're really good um, 
friends and mm-hmm. they're listeners of the show. And I wanted to get them on for a couple minutes and help them out. And we'll play that here in a little bit. Great. The first thing I wanted to play or, or, or read, this is from Brian Hatton. He said, I was listening to an episode and you guys were talking about exhuming a body. Well, you were talking about that you thought the smell would eventually go away after time. Remember that? We were talking oh, about yeah, that. yeah. He said, I work at a funeral home and I've had to open caskets that have been in the ground for more than 30 years. Oh, whoa. And the smell is so overwhelming, I've had to wear a gas mask. Even after 30 years? Even after 30 years. Wow. I mean, I guess it's got nowhere to go. I mean, I know, but you would think there would be nothing to smell. I would think if I farted in a cup and turned it over and left it there for 30 years, that fart would probably still be there. Your farts would be, because they're really potent. (laughs) Continue on. This is from Eric. He says, I'm not sure if you guys will read this, but I'm not a very public person. Been hearing about Tracy's father truly broke my heart. My little girl was born with multiple holes in her heart, and because her heart was so large, it had closed the left lung off completely. She spent months and months in the ICU, and while she was there, I listened to your podcast during many long nights in the hospital while juggling two other little girls at home trying to make sure that they still felt their parents' love. I just wanted to say that both of you are very special, but Tracy is especially unique. The love she gushes uncontrollably not only is adorable, but is infectious. My heart aches not only for y'all needing to endure such a loss, but for acknowledging that he must have been a very special person, and I don't question for a second that he's rubbing elbows with our Lord bragging, that's my kid. Aww. God bless you all for everything you do. I'm sorry if there are many typos, but I'm an emotional writing this and need to rush to finish it so I can give my little girl a bath who is now a normal little girl without oxygen tubes or feeding tubes. Thank you both for being part of our story. Oh, my goodness. How amazing is that? Yeah, so I thought that was that was really cool. Thank you. That really touches my heart, honestly. And we'll be praying for your little sweetheart. Sounds like she's going to be doing okay. Yeah, that sounds like it. Yay. So here is a listener story. This one's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So dear Jerry and Tracy, I love your show and have been listening since you began. I'm an Ohio Buckeye that rode west and now call California my home. I've been into ghostly things since I was little. I'm 63 now. It was nothing for our family to talk about ghosts and such. One of the houses I lived in when I was little was haunted And it was there that I saw my first ghost, but that's another story. The reason I'm writing is after listening to your recent show about phone calls from the dead, I had to write you about an experience that I had. November 1980, we were living in California when an uncle of mine passed. He and I got along wonderfully. When I lost my dad in 1969, he was one of the uncles who sort of stood in for the father figure for me as I was 12 years old when my dad passed. In 1982, we ended up moving back to Ohio for a few years and moved back to California in 1989. We were living in an apartment over my father-in-law's gas station where my husband was working at the time. In 1986, we added another baby to our family, and it was after this baby was born that things began to happen in the home, one of which I will share with you now. So I was asleep and dreaming. In my dream, we were living where we were at the time. I get a phone call, and I answer it. On the other end was Tom, my uncle who had passed away in 1980. 
He asked me how I was doing, and I told him I was doing okay. He replied, are you sure you're okay? I told him I was, but wondered how he could be calling me as he had passed away. I don't remember what he said about that, and we continue to talk a little longer. He then says something to me that I will never forget. He asked me if I would do him a favor, and I told him, sure, if I can. What do you want me to do? He told me to tell Lois I'm okay and for her not to worry. Lois was mom's sister and my aunt. I replied, sure, that's no problem. We chatted a little more, and then I woke up. I looked around the room, and I remembered the dream I'd just woken up from and said to myself, I sure hope Aunt Lois doesn't think I'm crazy when I pass on this message. And then I went back to sleep. The morning after the dream, when I woke up, I called my cousin Penny, whose mom was Aunt Lois, and Tom was her stepdad. Anytime I have a weird dream or weird things happen, I always call and talk with Penny. We're more like sisters than cousins. So Penny didn't think I was crazy when I told her about the dream. I felt better, but still had to pass on the message like I'd promised Tom that I would. So a little while later, my aunt just happened to stop by. She didn't live real close, so it was good to see her. I pulled her aside and said, Aunt Lois, I have a message for you from Tom. He came to me in a dream last night, and he wanted me to tell you that he's doing okay and for you not to worry. She didn't think I was weird one bit. In fact, she replied, come down here. We went by the White House, which was a bar he used to go to, and I thought of him. I'm glad to hear that he's okay. Tom has visited me more many more times in dreams, but those are for another time. I just have to share my experience with the phone call, even if it was a dream. Thank you and Tracy for making my evenings wonderful as I listen to your podcast in bed at night. Now it was from Rebecca Codner. Wow. That's so great. I hope my daddy comes to me. I'm sure he probably will. That would be so wonderful. Well, thank you all for sharing that story. That was really great. It was. It was really cool. Yeah. So some other stuff to touch on. The birthday show in Lexington is this Saturday. Mm-hmm. If you haven't bought your tickets left, there aren't many. You might want to snag them. Tony Brucey's going to be there. And, and we kind of got a little, uh, we have a surprise that we're going to keep quiet till then. But what Tony's going to do, if you've listened to Tony's shows, he does Real Ghost Stories Online, which was a show that inspired us, which is why we're bringing him up from Branson, Missouri, to do this show. <laughs> and he's got a couple people in the audience that he's going to have tell their story and respond like he does on that show. Mm-hmm. His other show, The Grave Talks, is more of an interview show. And he's going to do a version of that where he interviews Tracy and myself about our personal experiences. And then we obviously will do our show. Mm-hmm. We're going to have cake. Probably won't be ice cream, so don't push your luck. <laughs> I but wish. The, the restaurant is going to do a buffet. I, I'm going to get details this week, but it's going to be, I think, 18 to $20 for the buffet, but it's going to have steak and everything mm-hmm. on the buffet. That food's great. Yeah, they have an awesome, awesome setup there. So that's that. So we'll get that knocked out. Um, I wanted to touch on a couple other things. Let's first touch on, we got a review. And the part about the review, that they didn't like Amanda's take, and there'll be more on that later. But 
I'm okay with that. I, I understand that's not for everybody. And there's a lot of people who don't like Amanda's take. There's a lot of people who do. My problem with the review was she basically said that how in the world can we tell people to come to our group and try to help them with their depression and in the same breath, put somebody on that has a filthy mouth because that seemed very hypocritical. And and the way she put this, it wasn't just a review. She kept begging Tracy, Tracy, why are you allowing this? Why in the world would you let this happen? I just didn't like that. If you, if you want to come on there and say, hey, I don't like Amanda's take, that's fine. But one thing that I will not have is anybody cre- question our credibility on how much we care about people. Because she started it off talking about, well, y'all started the show talking about the mass shootings and Tracy was visibly upset. And then how could you turn around and have this girl on? Those two things have nothing to do with each other. Nothing to do with each other. And and if you're listening, I will have you know that I am a filthy mouth comic. <laughs> Tracy will tell you, first uh-huh. time she ever saw me. Yeah, my mouth was like wide open the whole time. I was like, oh my God. I say stuff that would be that you would have a conniption fit over. But let me also tell you what. I have donated $12,000 to make a wish to have two different wishes granted for sick children that all came from this filthy mouth doing benefit shows where I didn't accept a penny for the show and donated all of it, several. We did um, a little show for a little six-year-old Nathan Ng who passed away shortly after. We raised over $5,000, us and some friends, with this filthy mouth to get him to Disney world before he passed. Cause he had a terminal brain tumor. We did benefits for orphanages and the center for women and families, which was women and their kids that were from um, uh, abusive homes that had to escape under anonymity to raise that. My point is just because somebody has a filthy mouth doesn't have anything to do with the heart that's inside them. Some of this stuff is just an act, you know, cursing, saying something rude or crude doesn't mean you don't give a damn about people. And that was the part that I had an issue with. So if you're listening, I'm sorry if you take offense to that. I'm not meaning to blast you, but you need to know before you go publicly and start criticizing where somebody's heart is that you should know them people first and what they stand for and not base it on what language might be put on a show. I'm sorry to be on a soap, you know, soapbox, but I felt like that needed to be said. With that being said, I've said like with that being said like five times a show. I know you have. I might go back and edit it out, but probably not. (laughs) I understand as much as anybody that Amanda's take is not something that fits this show. It's a it's a square peg into a round hole. I tried to make it work. I tried to put it in a way where we put it at the end of the show and put a disclaimer so people wouldn't listen to it. People still did listen. People still complained. So what we've decided to do is we will remove it. Uh, it's still going to stay on the episodes that are on there, but we're not going to have Amanda's take on the show anymore. What we are going to do is I've discussed it with Tracy. I've discussed it with Amanda. And Amanda and I will come out with our own podcast on October 2nd, that'll give us time to get everything in line. It'll be a bi-weekly podcast, about 30, 35 minutes. It'll be similar. It'll have some topics. It'll be more interactive with me and her together instead of me just letting her ramble 
Um, she'll still be rambling, but I'll have more inter- interaction and it'd be a little more structured. Like I said, probably about 30 minutes or so bi-weekly. And it's going to be called warning. You will be offended. <laughs> and if people listen to that and they call and complain that it's offended, well, that's on them because it says it right in the title. Yeah. True story. So that'll start soon. And I'm excited about that. And uh, Amanda is extremely excited and, uh, She's got her microphone, and the sound quality be better, and it does sound like we're in the same room together, and everything's good with that. So, let's take a quick second and listen to the interview we did with Rebecca and Jordan from It's All Gone Terribly Wrong podcast. Hey guys, we got some special guests for you tonight. We've got Rebecca and Jordan on from the It's All Gone Terribly Wrong podcast. This is a very fun show. It's not strictly paranormal like a lot of the shows we have on. It covers all kinds of different stuff on there, but the production value is really well done, and I love the sense of humor. Uh, It's not exactly a female Brohio group, but... uh, it's not too far off. It's a, it's a, there is a, a, some crude humor, so we'll let you know ahead of time. But I think it's a very funny show, and I love listening. So welcome to the show, Rebecca and Jordan. Thanks for coming on tonight. Thank you. Oh, my God, we're so excited. Yes. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what you hope to accomplish every week on your show. What is the goal when you put a show out uh, for your listeners? Well, um, we like – weird things. And in fact, Jordan and I worked together. Um, we used to be in the same department and we would exchange like weird facts and we just talk about it throughout the day. So we thought we would share that with the world and hopefully, um, other people like it and can laugh with us at the craziness of our planet and the people, you know, in it. Yeah. And learn stuff along the way as well. A ton of stuff. Yeah. So when did you guys start the show? When was the podcast originated? Um, <clears throat> I think I I asked Jordan if she wanted to do a podcast sometime like summer of 2018. And then we actually got started on it in October. So we actually chose a really good month to start. Even though we're not paranormal or true, true crime, um, we kind of fit in that category. So October is a really good, good month for a weird. Yeah, that worked out well. <laughs> So what I want to do is just have you ladies tell us a story, something similar to what you would do in your show so our listeners could hear exactly what they would be getting into if they subscribe to your podcast. Okay, perfect. Yes. So I'm going to do a story, and both you and Jordan are just going to hear about it (laughs) and respond. I picked one. Um, honestly, Jerry, I hope you haven't done it, but I think you'll enjoy it. I hope you haven't done it for like a, a Patreon special, but I think you'll you'll enjoy it as well. Okay, good. Okay, so this topic today is Pat Boone's in a metal mood. <laughs> what? I know for sure Je- Jordan does not know who Pat Boone <laughs> no is. No idea. <laughs> Jerry, did you, did you know who Pat Boone is? Are you talking about the singer, Pat Boone? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. Okay, he's a gospel country singer. Oh. Yeah, so like, but like super, super gospel. 
Um, so for him, okay, let me just get into the story. <laughs> in 1997, uh, gospel country artist Pat Boone released an assembly of heavy metal covers, and it was titled In a Metal Mood, No More Mr. Nice Guy. I like this guy already. <laughs> <laughs> it gets so much better. So Boone covers hard rock and heavy metal songs in like a jazz big band style, you know, like the, the standards. Yeah. And um, the way he promoted this album, though, was by doing an appearance on the um, at the American Music Awards. And he dressed in like a leather vest, no shirt, wearing a dog collar <laughs> with fake tattoos. And he was escorted by Alice Cooper. That's incredible. OK, can can you what is that? Um, uh, what is his name? Billy Graham. Can you imagine Billy Graham doing that? <laughs> No, that would be insane. <laughs> that's that's almost as insane as this was for his fans. I love this so much. I wish this happened more often. <laughs> <laughs> I do, too. Um, OK, so the album was actually kind of good. Uh, <laughs> it made it to the Billboard record charts and it was actually Boone's first hit in 35 years. Wow. Yeah. Um, but of course, his uh, older, more traditional fans hated it. Of course. And he was dismissed from the TBN uh, Trinity Broadcast Network from the show Gospel America, which he was, <laughs> I guess, a, a regular host on. Mm-hmm. Um, and to get back on the show, he had to do a special appearance on TBN with their president of the network. And... Um, Pastor Jack Hayford, and he had to explain his outfit to his fans as like, oh, it was just a parody of myself. You know, I was just, I'm so, you know, good that I wanted to, you know, exemplify someone evil, I guess. I or know. that he was like into like BDM or whatever. BDSM. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those were his exact words. <laughs> so, um, of course, his fans bought it because they, they want to believe he's a good guy. And TBN forgave him, and the Gospel America show resumed. But, Mm. yeah, so in 2003, the Nashville Gospel Music Association actually recognized his gospel recordings uh, by introducing him, or sorry, inducting him into the Gospel Music Hall of Fame. So they kind of overlooked that album. That's crazy. Like... <laughs> I know. He totally did a 180. It was a, it was really out of left field. I've never I don't even know what that term fully means, but it sounds right. <laughs> so <laughs> so among the metal fans, of course, you know, the album was pretty much a joke and I guess there's a tradition of people giving this album out as like a a joke gift to metal fans. I can't believe I've never heard of this. <laughs> I'm totally going to I know what I'm getting everyone for Christmas. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Yes, I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) So, um, but like I said, uh, some critics actually give it good reviews. Like they say it's actually pretty freaking good. Oh, God. Um, He does have some guest appearances on there. So Ronnie James Dio. Yes. uh, Yeah, Black Sabbath. And uh, Richie Blackmore from Deep Purple. Mm -hmm. And a fun fact, they were both in the band uh, Rainbow. Never heard of him. I forgot about Rainbow. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if I know Rainbow. I definitely know Deep Purple and Black Sabbath. Not sure about Rainbow. Yeah. Do you know Rainbow, Jerry? Yes. Rainbow was uh, what Ronnie James Dio did after Black Sabbath. Apparently so did uh, Richie Blackmore. But do you know any of their hits? 
I was going to say like a rainbow in the dark, but that's what James, Ronnie James Steele did that solo after that. So I I, I know some songs I can't pin yeah. them right off. Okay, Same. so moving on. Thanks for the help, guys. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Allegedly, Rodney James Dio was the inventor of the the metal hand thing. The hand thing. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, hey, that's another fun fact. That's a, a bonus. I think you should pay us now. Um, <laughs> so, of course, the idea of rock hits done like standards, um, it became popular for a little bit. And uh, Paul Anka actually did an album called Rock Swings. And he did, oh, he did that in 2005. And he covered Black Hole Sun. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and then, of course, everybody knows Richard Cheese, right? Yes. Richard Cheese? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably the most famous person for doing rock and popular songs in a, in a standard type of way. So good. And so, uh, I don't know why, but I just feel like singing the, No more Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> no more Mr. Key. He, he, he. All right, that's all I got. Um, <laughs> so I guess this is the point where we would say uh, we're sorry, but uh, we're not. We're not. We're not that no. sorry. But I hope oh, you enjoyed God. that topic. You know, uh, <laughs> it was a quick one. A couple of years ago, we went and, and saw Alice Cooper here in Lexington, and my wife works. Oh, that's for, amazing. My wife works for a dentist, and he went the next day. It was a Saturday night. The next Sunday, he actually went to uh, uh, the church that my wife's boss goes to and went there for service. I feel like I heard this story. Maybe <laughs> I'm, you know what? I think I'm, cause I'm listening to your show backwards and I think I'm right around the time where you say this story on, on the air. Yeah. That's probably about it. Yeah. So. Cause like I said, it's probably been two years ago. It was Motley Crue's final tour because he was on tour with them. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. He's getting ready to come right back. Final for now. Yeah. He's coming. Yeah. <laughs> he's coming back to the area here in a couple of weeks. So I may, Let's go back and see Alice Cooper again. You yeah. definitely should. We um we have Rolling Stones here, well, close. So they were supposed to go to um, jazz festival in uh, New Orleans. So I was definitely – every time I tried to get tickets because it was up, sold out. Then they added seats, and then it became sold out. So we're like, dang. And then all – you know, there was uh, – that didn't happen. So I guess I didn't miss out. Well, but definitely see them while you can. Well, ladies, the, the show is It's All Gone Terribly Wrong podcast. And tell everybody how they yes. can connect with you on social media. So many different ways. Yeah, we got all the stuff. Um, Facebook, we're A, no, um, um, I-A-G-T-W. That's what it was. I-A-G-T-W. Yeah, you can just search our actual name, too, though. Yeah, and then so we got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We've got a YouTube, um, and we, we're actually going to start Season 2 right now. Like, we're going to record Episode 1 of Season 2 right after this. Yeah. So, um, and I think we're going to try and incorporate more video. So if that's something fans are interested in we're going to try and do more of that yeah definitely you got some long ass seasons how many episodes do you have out on season one well it's kind of like a school year (laughs) yeah because (laughs) it really is because i was in school i mean i am in school so um season one was from when we started in october to when i went on summer break in may so i figure we're gonna do it again but except for august to may but we do take breaks we have like a a winter break. Yeah, we had a couple weeks off in winter. But so what? We had 26 episodes? 26 episodes. The first season? Yeah. 
Is that a lot? <laughs> it seems, it it a seems lot? like a lot. So, well, you're a weekly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this: If you had to tell the listeners to check out one specific episode from both of you, which oh which ones stand out amongst the ones that you've got out already? Um, I think we collectively agree on the episode. Rebecca, would you like to tell them the title? You should see my face. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love this episode so much. It's uh, episode 21, I think, and it's called Butts, 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 It's a Shit Show. We laughed our asses it's... off. <laughs> there is a lot of banter in the beginning, but once you get past that, the, when we get into the stories, oh, my God. They're pretty impressive. It's it's the best. I don't know. I, we might have peaked. I'm not sure we can top it. No way. We can we can do more. <laughs> well, ladies. Yes, we're confident. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It was an honor having you on. Thank you so much as Jordan opens her celebratory yeah, I'm beer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Job well done, Jordan. Yes. Job well yes. Done. Uh, thank you so much for having us, Jerry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, y'all have a good night, and we'll see you again on the show soon. All right. Have a good one. They are so much fun to listen to. It's That's a little quick little 12, 13-minute deal. But if you get a chance to listen to the show, I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah. Like I said, it's not paranormal, but it's it's all over the place. It's, mm-hmm. So it's pretty funny. Okay. We're going to end on our iTunes and Patreon uh, we kind of let these go because obviously we were out of town when we recorded uh, the other one, so we couldn't do the ones for the upcoming, so we got two weeks worth. So iTunes reviews, Whatever 51, Debauchery, Sarah D. Oily, oil Lady, I said Oily, oops, <laughs> Anuda098876, CMS Designs, B.R. Carey, Mr. Is that D or O1989? It's one of the two. Trish123. Ty134, Katie Pancakes. That's the second one we've had from somebody named Pancakes. Because yeah. we got Abby Pancakes, too. Oh, that's right. Sarah Johnson, 18. Me Mommy, ZKB, for, or, and the OC. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. J9M3K, Kim Burmas. Burms. Kim Burms. I'm just butchering these. I'm going to butcher this one. Synthasia, Lee Hall. Sea Salt from Rhode Island, which is Amanda. Different Amanda. Charlena Robertson, thank you. Susan Pearson, 7425. Shell Bell 410. And NH Weeks. Thank you, guys. The reviews were amazing. Yeah, we had a bunch of good ones, and I appreciate it. Patreon. Rachel Keith. Deborah War. I think that's where. Nicole Wheeler. Katie. Stacy Helsing. Shelby Westgard. We had a fun meeting Shelby. Mm-hmm. In, um, we sure did. Yeah, Shelby likes to be outside. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Car- <laughs> Carla Browning, Simon Villarreal, Courtney, and Tiffany Newcomber. Thank all of you guys for your Patreon support. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be able to take trips to Kansas and stuff like that. Yeah, thank you guys. It really means a lot to us. You guys are just wonderful. Yep. And that ends it for us this week. I know it was a completely different type of yeah. episode. A thank little... you guys for being patient with us and stuff like that. And we really do appreciate y'all. Yeah, we'll be back to normal next week. Yeah. So thank you guys. Have a great week. We love you.